part, you never want none. The beef starts, beef starts, and run them out. Run. I don't get out with bitches and the crooked. Hello, Fator the Tainted. Back avec. Bardemieu. Bardemieu, très bien, très bien. So, uh, as promised, we're going to do a doubleheader tonight. Um, uh, in the last episode, we drank some chilled Stoli, I believe. Uh, we played some King Ghidra, and we just got wasted and ripped into the box that contains a game called Cry Havoc, which we are now in the course of setting up. By the way, welcome to Breakup Gaming Society, home of America's least responsible board game group. You've already met Fator and Bartimew. Usually we have a bigger crew. They have other strange priorities. But all we're going to do is talk about what we're playing tonight, what we're drinking, and then just share a hip-hop track that we love. So um, next up, I just... Uh, you know what? Uh, oh, but by the way, um, how many hipsters does it take to change a light bulb? I couldn't tell you. It's a really obscure number. You've probably never heard of it. Drink of the week. Alrighty, this is Bartimew talking to you about our drink of the week. We have Deleuze Cognac, a very special fine champagne. And also, I believe the first time a cognac has been consumed on the show. So good, good on you for Shout out to the Yak fans. So the thing that makes this special is uh, thanks to the excellent Savoir Fier. Wait, wait, hold, wait hold, hold on. Hand it to me. I'm trying... Trust the sword. Fuck whatever's on that webpage. Get on that mic and tell me what makes it special to you. There's a reason you, you, we're drinking cognac. Just tell me, man. The reason I consider this special is for somebody like me who enjoys everything from Remy Martin, Hennessy, the, you know, 28 to $32 a pint, all the way down to the, the real cheap stuff, the, uh, what's it called, uh, Corvazier? That's uh, oh, probably, exactly yeah. probably the cheapest cheapest cognac you could buy to the bottle, like your very real cognac. The and thing, from what limited understanding I have, I, I understand it is a grape-based product, yes? Oh, for sure. The defining thing in cognac and brandy itself is the uh, you're, you're starting your base with grapes. It's what makes brandy brandy and bourbon bourbon is using corn versus grapes. You've got grapes coming from everywhere else in France versus the cognac region. That's what makes cognac what it is, is it can only be created in one like region. Like a burgundy wine. Or exactly. I understand now. Yep. Uh, and, and actually, go ahead. This is, Do your thing, man. I'm, For I'm, sure. I'm feeling you. We've got really generous... Um, uh, mellow notes in this cognac for every bit of 40% alcohol that you can have. Although I noticed when we were at uh, downtown Fine Wines and Spirits, you're welcome, Gregor. There's plug eight, you German son of a bitch. Um, you asked for another brand. Right. I was initially looking for Remy Martin because while it's expensive, it is the smoothest form of cognac I've ever sipped. You think about brandy coming from grapes, you can get everything from bitey, rail-based vodka-type feeling, something that hurts your throat, down to something so smooth you don't want to drink it, anything other than lukewarm, no ice, two ounces in a cup. Beautiful. That being said, why don't we just try some of it? Damn straight. Um, I will now take a slug with you with an, an open mind. A little sip. Um, here we go. Uh, Deleuze Cognac VS. Bartimeu, may you fight long and well. Cheers. 
You know what? So I'll tell you what I just got. It tasted like a little light balloon of whiskey tied to a big grape. Yep, exactly. You're essentially talking about the same creation of liquor using grapes instead of what? Do you use corn? Do you use Um, mash? Do you use barley? All sorts of stuff in Kentucky bourbon. And when it first hit my palate, it tasted like a really light, semi-sweet whiskey. In the middle, heavy. I'm like, I do not have a sharp palate, but I could taste a grape like it was round and pulpy in my mouth. Absolutely. Um, I have to say... That was pretty fucking cool. Although, why does it say fine champagne? Fine champagne uh, refers to the reason cognac difference uh, for brandy. To be a cognac, it must come from the cognac region of France versus anything else in the entire country. Okay, okay. Much as out of professional courtesy that, uh, um, say... Kentucky bourbon versus Tennessee whiskey. Jack Daniels. I mean, you, you, when that hits your tongue, you know it's a bourbon, but out of courtesy, they call it a sour mash Tennessee whiskey or something. Right. So. They want to respect the culture that defined the few from the many. I have to say, um, I would never seek out a cognac or anything, but that was kind of fun and delightful. And actually, um, I really do think the, um, something tells me the temperature in this room Brings out its charms. I wouldn't want that chilled. It's got a lot of subtleties. Absolutely. It's the same thing as getting the right kind of bourbon in your palate where you could drink it whether it's warm or cold and it'll taste the same way. It'll make you feel the same way. That's what you should be looking for. Something that no matter what has the same flavor. Cold or warm, on rocks or neat, you need something that maintains its character. Very good. So, um, Bartimeu, thank you, my friends, for uh, not only providing an unexpected delight, but being the first person to bring a cognac onto Drink of the Week. And you know what? I'm going to drink more of that yak. This is Fator the Tainted with Bartimeu, a.k.a. Ferdinand Bartimeu. Uh, we're signing off for now. Uh, in a couple of minutes, we are going to come back with part two of Game of the Week, where remember the game we ripped apart? And opened last episode. We're actually in the middle of setup, and <laughs> heaven help us, we're gonna try and play it. Let's see it if it works. Back in a couple. Game of the week. So game of of the week continued. Uh, Bartimeu and I got as far as a drinking a lot of brandy and vodka. B. Um, Following most of the setup steps for Cry Havoc, that was where it ended. We're back. This time I'm here at the Southern Command Post, the Fortress Monastery, with Shosho, a.k.a. the Desert Flower, who you know exists, but who hasn't been on this mic. Shosho, could you just say hi? That's... That's Shosho eating a pretzel. But so um, if the do or die, this is going to be the summer that we learn how to play Cry Havoc. And we've, we've done the setup. Shosho has taken the part of the pilgrims, which are the sort of crafty teleporting race. I am playing the machines. And we're just going to see if we can get through a round of it. Okay, back in a sec. 
Fator the Tainted, back with Shosho, the Desert Flower. Um, we've now actually played a couple rounds of this, right? And um, it's really cool. Uh, I was playing the machines. Shosho was playing uh, the pilgrims, or as now she uh, she now calls them, four, four dicks. And... Um, we did a couple uh, turns where we figured out sort of the flow of how to resolve actions. We're not quite sure how to play the uh, the trogs yet. That's the indigenous species that kind of pops out of the ground. We don't know how to manage their hand yet. But just the same, um, my machines and uh, everybody's fanning out across the board with stiff resistance in the middle from, from the trogs, which are the... The people just like pop up out of the mud with huge rock claws and, and kick your ass, apparently. Um, right now, um, Shosho is well ahead of me with uh, five points on the victory track. But then again, um, this, this was our first test play. In either case, we'll be back momentarily with track of the week. Um, right now, we're learning how to play Cry Havoc. It's beautiful. This is Fator the Tainted with Shosho, a.k.a. the Desert Flower. Track of the Get this barbershop quartet bullshit out of here. What the hell yeah, is this supposed to be a damn Geritol boy band you got going on bullshit. here? That is kind of stupid. Fucking next. Garbage. Relax and take a seat. Oh, Sit God. back and play the beats and blast it in your Jeep. It's the track of the week. I'm ratchet in the streets. Talk trash to the geeks. Get smacked in the beat. It's the track of the week. So um, I spent a lot of time listening to uh, just ignorant army of the pharaohs shit. And, uh, you know, one algorithm leads to another. And I found a song that I've played time and time again um, called Public Execution by 7L and Esoteric. Also, this is one of the ones where I think of all the stuff I've heard from them, Apathy. Uh, a white boy rapper from connect, 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 Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut has perhaps his finest verse, but I also love uh, the propulsion and true school rhythm of the beat. Um, and uh, in 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 the back, uh, a tiny, tiny, tiny alternating bell effect we're just gonna listen to that break hold on and we talked about it before that this is where apathy dropped his best verse he did um i've never Heard the guy spit better than this. Why? I 
crush rhymes with a singular line If you can't hold the weight, it'll injure your spine I'm not ill like walking in the projects with a nine I'm ill like moving solid objects with a mind I was designed by a scientific staff That studied metaphysics and math Trying to develop the perfect paragraph I'm spitting raps that'll make your mother laugh Then travel over water and land like a hovercraft Raise my staff like Moses And open up the oceans to transparent walls of waves Are exposing whales in motion Floating while deadly tiger sharks are approaching Ready to rip them open You might notice that we have a new Game of the Week bumper. Dow Jones heard our stuff and and he stepped in. Also, if you've heard uh, various interstitials, uh, people with a new interlude sound like like they are at play. That is the voice of Glixfagor, the executioner, good friend of mine. We we appreciate your help, you and Dow. Um, Until then, you fight long and well.